I am joined now in studio by SD73 board chair Kathleen Carpa. Kathleen, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how you doing on this lovely Tuesday? It would be nice if it was just a touch bit warmer. I'm looking forward to spring. Uh, it's coming. It's coming pretty soon. We're looking at the end of the week. I think temperatures are like 10 and 11, so it's it's on its way. At least that's what the Weather Network tells me. All right, so let's get into yesterday's school board agenda. One of the big items there was the early years annual report uh, that was uh, providing an update on the early learning initiatives in the Kamloops region. Uh, maybe just a, a quick summary of what exactly this report is trying to tell you. So this is a 32-page report that we have. Uh, it's uh, sort of the first time that we've done a comprehensive report on our early, early years learning. And that is really looking at children uh, from birth to about eight. So we're talking about all of our kindergarten, grade ones, grade twos, plus those kids that aren't in the school system yet. And we have lots of programs that we work with community groups around, such as our Mother Goose, our Mother Goose programs, um, our Spark program for kindergarten, um, our Strong Start programs that we have in so many of our schools around the district. And all of those are really around focusing and developing kids so that they have those competencies that when they reach school system, we've already identified where students might have challenges, so we're prepared to work to help them uh, grow and to succeed in school. So when putting this report together, um, you know, how exactly do you go about collecting that data to, to find all this stuff out? Because you're talking about, uh, you know, a pretty wide range of, you know, people before kindergarten to some who are in the, maybe those early, early grades. Um, you know, how do you go about collecting that data to see, um, you know, just sort of what is needed within the Kamloops district when talking about getting ready for the school system? So we have um, a few things that we have in our back pocket that we use. Um, so one is our kindergarten survey. Um, that's something that we do uh, early in the year. Um, we're checking to see where kids are at in terms of oral language skills. Do they know their sounds? Um, do they know some simple words? How well can they tell a story? Um, those types of things. Uh, we also have the Early Development Index that's administered through the Human Early Learning Project at UBC. Um, that's done, we've now participated in that uh, eight times, it's done every few years, and that gives us a neighborhood indication of where kids are at for a number of different things such as physical literacy, um, empathy, uh, those types of things, and they really do um, give us an indication of where kids may or may not be struggling. And that leads us as a district to be able to focus resources in on those neighborhoods where they may need extra help in the classroom. Okay. Um, so, I mean, why is it so important to, to be involved in that process? I think it kind of goes without saying, but like uh, when you're talking about, you know, certain skills, I guess, that you're trying to identify that potentially could be lacking, I guess, really in certain age groups, I suppose, um, you know, how do you go about, uh, you know, targeting those individuals to make sure they are doing the work to, to get prepared for school? Is there, is there anything the district or the school board itself can do uh, to encourage, you know, parents to, to make sure their kids are ready for the system when it's time to get there? So that's uh, things that we take into consideration where we locate our strong start schools. Um, so that's an, a, a classroom in a school where parents can bring their children. Uh, we have an early childhood educator, educator in that room. Uh, it's drop-in, uh, doesn't cost parents anything, and 
They have a, an ECE worker who is basically teaching parents and working with students to help them develop some of those skills. Things like stacking blocks. Very simple things, but it's another way to uh, help kids get those mobility, find, find motor skills that they might need. Do you have any idea how well attended that program is? I'm just curious when we're talking about, uh, you know, something like that where like, to drop in and it's free. Um, and, you know, we've talked a lot in this community about maybe a lack of like things like daycare um, spaces. And this seems like an opportunity, maybe not to, to abuse it as a daycare system, but definitely something that uh, kid parents might want to take advantage of, given that it is somewhere that, um, you know, you can drop your kids off for some time and they can get a good learning experience. So how, how well utilizes that program? It is very well utilized within our communities. And so we have seen uh, approximately in the last three years, uh, a thousand more visits. Wow. So, um, or a thousand more users. So we're seeing a lot of growth uh, with our strong starts and that's very encouraging. And is that having a, a significant impact? Do you know yet or you're still kind of working to find out just how effective that is when, when talking about getting kids prepared? We know that it helps a lot. Uh, we know that um, even though children may have socioeconomic barriers, that by involving them early into the school system, by getting them comfortable with schools, by having those connections with caring adults in our schools, that we're able to alleviate a lot of those socioeconomic um, barriers that they might have. And that's part of the reason why the BC school system scores as high as it does internationally. Right on. That's definitely some good news, I think, for those attending school here uh, in British Columbia. I, I did want to move on. Anything else you wanted to add on that report before we, we did move along? Just that we have a tremendous number of community partners. Obviously, we are not the ones who are working with children before kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of amazing community partners, including uh, Interior Community Services, Kelly, uh, Literacy and Kamloops, just to name a few, that do some absolutely tremendous work. Awesome stuff. Um, so yeah, also on, on yesterday's agenda, a report from the Secretary-Treasurer regarding the amended budget bylaw. Uh, not a lot that I can say at this point, just because I haven't fully seen the report, but it was presented at last night's meeting. W what can you tell me about that report? Uh, that, that amended budget bylaw? So we pass our amended budget bylaw this time of year because we don't actually get our final budget dollars until December. So uh, last time that I was in, we were talking about our, we're about to go mm -hmm. into our budget meetings and to set our priorities for next year. So what's happened is we've predicted how many students we think we're going to have next year. And we do that by taking our existing students that we have, uh, assuming that the grade 12s are going to graduate and leave us, that kindergartens and everyone are, will move up a step in a grade, and we use uh, birth uh, records, uh, birth numbers from interior community or from interior health to predict how many kindergartens we think we're going to get. And so that gives us a ballpark of how many students we think we're going to have for the next year. Our tricky spot is we can't predict in-migration or out-migration, so families moving into the, into the district right. or out, and that's economic. So we actually had 230 extra students over predictions wow. show up in September that we hadn't predicted last spring. And so that has a big uh, impact on our budget, and that uh, wound up adding one6 eight million dollars to our budget by those 230 students um, so that means that when 
and if September hits, we have those student numbers, then we have to rejig everything. And then we finally get our budget dollars in December, and then we finalize everything and pass our final budget in February. So, I mean, when talking about that, that seems like a pretty significant, uh, you know, uh, number above and beyond what you were anticipating. Is that is that a bit of an anomaly, I would think, this, this past year? We have over, um, since the 2016-17 school year, have had an increase of 705 students to the district. That's the equivalent of two elementary schools. Wow. Full-size, large elementary schools. So, I mean, when, when looking at that calculation and anticipating how many students, do you look at these past few years and, and look at them as maybe more of a trend now moving forward? That's an ongoing challenge, yeah. and it's something that's very hard for us to get a handle on uh, because we don't know where the economy is going to go. Right now, what's been driving a lot of this is housing prices in the lower mainland. Um, but if the economy goes sideways, we could see uh, people moving out. So it's very hard for us to predict. Um, and the economics can change yeah. rapidly. Uh, you just got to do the best you can with, with the numbers you have, right? That's all, all one can do. Um, we got about 45 seconds left here, Kathleen. Uh, just wanted to uh, give a little shout out here to Pink Shirt Day tomorrow. I talked a little bit about it in the intro, but uh, I think it's a pretty important day just when, when talking about kids and, and bringing them together to uh, form a common voice. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the actual day itself and, and just how well it is participated here in Kamloops? So pink shirt day tomorrow, we are encouraging students to wear uh, any type of pink. Uh, you'll see most of our staff will be wearing pink. It's about inclusion. It's about accepting people as they are, uh, creating a safe and welcoming environment so that everyone can thrive. Right on. Well, thank you so much, Kathleen. Really appreciate your time. And uh, I'll definitely make sure I, I find some, some kind of pink to put in my wardrobe here for tomorrow. So thanks so much for coming in. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. That was the ST73 board chair, Kathleen Carpock.